Hello, and welcome to our first episode of Two Kobolds in a Trench Coat, and we are your kobolds for today. I am Shiv. And I am Ailey. Hope everybody's okay today. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Hopefully, there won't be too much bullshit. And today, we've decided to go with our very first topic, and this is somewhat of a Session Zero in itself, and we are going to be talking about Session Zeros. <laughs> a Session Zero, as I've got in my very professional notes, show notes here, a Session Zero in D&D is the session a DM holds with their players to establish expectations, discuss character options, set the tone for the campaign, and more. Now, you yourself, Ailey, like to dabble in the DM world. Um, what are your experiences? Towing. Yeah, now and again. What are your experiences of session no, zeros? So my session zeros were quite strict. You all have to attend my session zero. And the reason for that was I was playing almost entirely with strangers. And so people I didn't know, people who didn't know me. And for me, the session zero was an opportunity to get to know them and for them to get to know me. Um, I'm surprised as many of them stayed as they did because I'd have run a mile if I met me, but never mind. Uh, but it was basically just an opportunity for us to get together, get to know each other and um, work out all the bits and pieces that we were comfortable with. I think that was the important bit, where lines are drawn. Um, but before that, I had never taken part in a session zero. Really? Ever. And yeah. Or I, even as a player? Even as a player, I'd wow. never taken part in a session zero. You have to remember, I started playing like in the elder days of yore, hmm. whereas <laughs> session zero didn't really exist or it back wasn't, when I started playing. And it probably wasn't a big thing to some people back then, I would have thought, because it's, it's become more and more relevant because you get to discuss um, like the themes of the, of the game you're playing in a campaign, what everybody's comfortable with, if there's any um, lines and veils and things like that, as well as any safety um, options that the players will have. And so on. So I think it's becoming a bit more of a important thing in TTRPGs in general. Whereas before, like think... in the in the like you say, the days of yore, it was probably um, not as relevant, or maybe it was deemed not as relevant. What What do you think? I think like since it's become easier to play with people like from all across the world it's become much more relevant because when, when I started playing, I played with friends. I played in person with people that I knew. I didn't play with strangers because I was terrified of strangers. I still am terrified of strangers, but never mind. <laughs> and it's, I'm just permanently scared of everything, but <laughs> now <laughs> what is true now that, um, now that you can sort of get a group together from all over the world and there's cultural differences and, and things like that, it's become more important. It's become mm. a much bigger thing. And for a very long time, even when I did play online, I played with friends, with people I knew, people I trusted, people I'd played like Payday with or played World of Warcraft with. Mm. So I knew they had my back. I knew who they were. I knew what, what they could do. So back then there just wasn't a need for it. And then it was the same group 
seven years the same group of people. It didn't yeah. change. So there was no need for a session zero. But then come to come my experience starting out as a DM and it's like, oh, wait, I don't know anything about these people. I don't know who they are. I don't know where their lines are. I don't know if I'm allowed to say certain swear words in front of them. Like, you know, mm. there's a swear word I don't like people saying in front of me. But, yes. you know, so what about you, them? You have to try and find a middle ground of what everyone's comfortable with. Now, I think, you know, there's sort of certain things here as I go through things. What sort of the setting, for example, is a lot of people want to know what setting it is. Is it going to be high fantasy? Is it going to be a cyberpunk? Is it going to be um, modern day? That's the sort of thing you have to get across. Because you could turn up to a table and you could be like, I'm ready to play my elven ranger. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, fella. It's it's more of a futuristic. And you're like, ah, shit. Damn. What have I done <laughs> and, and now? I have to come up with something different. Yeah. So know where the game will take place in and i think it's if they're familiar with the setting and if there's not what what backstory is there what lore is there um who's in control and you know challenging their power what factions and things like that i think that's a good place to sort of in the sessions there not to like lore dump but to get across to the players what you're looking what they're looking at and what they're looking to play i think is sometimes quite helpful so for me, there's certain aspects that actually I would give to my players before session zero. Oh, well, like handouts. So or when something. I, well, like I, so all of my d games are online. Mm -hmm. So what I did for my players, it was before session zero, I made them up a document. It's basically a quick guide to the world. There, go and have a quick look at that. That's got a brief overview of the world, what it's going to be like. I'll add to it over time as it becomes relevant. And they're all linked to it. So it's a shared file that they can all look at. And then I gave them some options. I said, okay, what do you think you want to play? What what sort of ideas have you got? Yeah. And then I gave them information like that on that before session zero. And then they came to me at session zero and they said, okay, well, we've read through your stuff. So can I just clarify this? And it was so much easier for me because hmm. they've read it. They've read the stuff. They've got an idea of what's going on. I don't have to sit there for an hour and explain the setting to them. I don't have to sit there for an hour and go through, you can play this race or you can play this race or you can play this race. It's there. It's all in that document. Yeah. And then when we did get to the session zero, if they had any questions. Now's the time to. There it was. Yeah. I, I could answer those questions for them. And it, it was so much more streamlined. Obviously, with the session zero, you, I'm just that kind of. I just like to prepare stuff beforehand. I've got documents and documents and documents and documents and. But it's a good thing to more have. Documents. It's a good thing to have because people will come but, to the table with questions. They want to know, like, am I? Because the one I found I, when I played in a game <laughs> recently that I, I left because I was like, this is not working. Um, one of the ones in the document which I was, thought was really bizarre, and I had many questions, was dwarfs don't exist. And I was like, "What?" My question exactly in the session zero. Yeah, dwarves don't exist in this world. Okay, um, any reason why? Why? And the the response I got from the DM at that point was, "Well, your character wouldn't know that." And I, but I'm asking as player. 
<laughs> not as I'm character. Not in character. I'm asking as a player, like, well, this is weird to me because it's in the it's the player's handbook. So I don't really understand what it, why. And it, I just was like, okay, fine, forget it, leave it. Let's, let's move on. That's fine. They're not in your world. That's absolutely fine. I find it a bit strange because to me, in for I know session zeros, you outline what, you know, races class you have. But if you're playing a bog standard, let's say a D&D game, 5e, the player's handbook is what most people have. You start taking things out of that, mm. it gets a little bit tricky for new players to be like, well, why can't I be a dwarf? I want to be a dwarf. That's kind of why I sent out stuff before session zero, mm. which is, you know, if you're prepared, if, if you're the kind of person that does a lot of prep like me, because I prepped for about three months before I so much as opened up slots and said, I've got some slots, who wants to play? Mm. So before I even posted that I was going to play, I spent three months working on, you know, this is what I'm going to allow. This is what I'm not going to allow. Yeah. That's, this is a whole other topic for like a whole other time. Mm. But when we got round to the session zero, it was so smooth. It was so quick because I gave them this document and they could ask their questions like, okay, so this is the bit I'm interested in. What, what, what's relevant to me? Okay. So here's the relevant stuff to you. You should pay attention to this, this, and this, um, this isn't in here. What's uh, what's the deal with that? Ah, oh, that's because blah, blah, blah. Um, what if I want to do this? Okay, yeah, so that will fit in if we do, do it like this, but there's limits. And it was so much easier because they kind of half knew what to expect. Mm, yeah. There was a – once we'd gone through that, we managed to get into, like, getting to know you games as well. And the getting to know you bit, was so much better because instead of sitting there going through all the technical side, because I'd handed that out beforehand, everybody had read it, which yeah. is quite lucky because most normally people don't read anything. Well, they like skim, they like speed <laughs> reading. Yeah, yeah, I've got reading. it. I've yeah. got it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I, but um, it was one of those things where um, we could actually gel and knit together as, as a as a group, as a team, and figure out if we were definitely a good fit for each other. Yeah. Because when you when all you do in a session zero is go through, oh, here's the rules, here's the house rules and that, it you miss out on a on a really important bit. And for me, the most important bit of the session zero is making sure that everybody can work together, that there's no clashes of personality. A game that I was in that didn't have a session zero introduced a new player. None of us have played with this person before. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it ended quite badly. Right. We did not. We did not gel at all. Um, it was very difficult for me. It was. Um, it was a hard time for me to play because I felt that I couldn't do anything at all in game without upsetting this. It, it didn't matter what I did. I couldn't please this other person. I couldn't, you know, they, there was always something that I did wrong. Right. And we did not have a session zero. If we'd had a session zero, I really think that we could have, ironed out you know, some of these avoided issues. avoided that. Figured some things out. Yeah. 
Well, we could have avoided it entirely because if I'd known that that was going to be the experience, if I'd known that I was just going to constantly butt heads with this person, I just wouldn't have played. I'd have found a different game. Yeah, you'd have just gone. I don't not enjoy. For me. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't enjoy butting heads with other players. I hate it. It's the worst thing. Mm. I don't want to tell people how to play their game. Just like I no. don't expect any, I, I expect the same back. I don't want people to tell me how to play my game. But if my game and your game are not compatible, I need to know. Yeah, it's and not going to work. That's the most important bit of that's the most important bit of session zero for me. A big, big thing that I don't think kind of comes through very well. You see all these lists of session zero things you must cover, things you must. Yeah, okay, I get it. You've got to go through the rules. You've got to go through house rules. You've got to go through the setting. Yeah, the technical stuff is important. Get that in there. Get that out of the way. But don't spend the whole session zero on it. That's that's my thought. You should spend the majority of your session zero getting to know everybody at the table. Yeah, that's the important and- thing, whether the characters, the personalities you have fit. Because you're going to be playing for... <laughs> X amount of hours for X amount of weeks, X amount of months, however long it's going to campaign's going to be. So you want to know that when everyone turns up, they're going to be, it's going to work. It's going to click. Everyone's going to have fun. Everyone's going to be enjoying themselves. It's not going to come away going, I didn't like that. I'm not coming back or whatever. You just need to know that everybody's on the same page. Hmm. Let's say, for example, you've got a player who has a character that's quite, bolshy and exuberant but then you've got another player with a character who is quiet and subdued you've got to know that the player that you're interacting with can handle that so the timid character and the player of the timid character can distinguish between the character and the player of the bolshy character doing bolshy stuff so the the distinction between player and character as as it were that yeah that's not i don't know if that's making much sense but it's yeah that's to be defined of like where the character ends and where the player begins that sort of thing yeah what the character does isn't necessarily what the player thinks so yes Oh, that's it. Homebrew Havoc. Kiva. <laughs> right. Flashed, flashed her boobs to someone. Yeah. There is no way on this planet I would ever do that, me as a person. That's just no. Right. I don't even like wearing – I don't even like wearing skirts. Come on. That's – that's t- no. I cover <laughs> up. I could just no. Kiva, no boobs out everywhere. And I think that, you know, that's – what people need to understand just because a character has done something or said something doesn't mean that that's necessarily what the player believes or does or says that's obviously that's an extreme example kiva and yeah kiva and but it, tits, it does but, touch on that point. yeah hawthorne like you and hawthorne hmm. There's 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 a different there's a distinction between you. I mean, you're both nice guys. Hawthorne, well, nice badger I, and a nice I'd guy. I like to think so. But, <laughs> I, I'm a nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to think I'm a nice I li- guy. So I like to play nice somewhere badgers. Somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not the shit badgers Not like the shit River. Bad, yeah. Oh, 
Name oh, drop. what a shit badger that one is. <laughs> Name drop. Name River, drop. the shit badger. badger yeah. um, <laughs> but you, there's a there's a difference between you hmm. and Hawthorne. Like, yeah. Just because you talk about breaking daddy out of prison doesn't mean you'd ever go and do it in real life. No, exactly. No. I mean, it, it's the same thing with like <laughs> so, some of the stuff he's done, like Hawthorne has said and done in that campaign. There's stuff I probably wouldn't do or wouldn't say, or maybe I would say, I don't know. It's it, it, You're playing a character in the day, so you've got to sort of be like, this is not me, guys. This is what my character... And it, it's a cliche thing. This is what my character would do, because that's got so much negative connotations to it. But also, at the same time, you are playing a character. So you've got to figure out, in this instance, this is not me shiv-talking. This is my character figuring out, in this moment, what they're going to do. Yeah, and I think that that is something that needs to be discussed at Session Zero. Mm. Session Zeros are where people can outline their expectations for the depth of roleplay. Because, uh, I hate saying it, but there are people that play TTRPGs who actually don't like the RP aspect as much. They are technical I, yeah. players. I was one of them at the beginning. And, I felt really awkward. I was just like, I'm not sure what to do. So you just go, my character would do this or my character would do that. Yeah. And that's an expectation that you have to, to do. If you've got like a high level <laughs> role play character, somebody who's like full immersion, uh, what's it called? Uh, method acting, like full method immersion. Yeah. And then you've got someone who is a technical player. They might not necessarily get on well at the table because there are things that the immersion player might do that don't make technical sense for the technical player. Yeah. So that's that's important. You have to kind of get everybody together and go, okay. This is my expectation for the role play. This is my expectation for seriousness. How serious are we going to be? I I don't like silly campaigns. If your if your players don't mesh in that that sort of mindset, you're not going to have a very good game because you constantly be banging heads over the table, and yeah. that's. And then it brings you out that's of no the fun game. For anyone. No, it brings you out of the game yeah. as well. Because you're like, now I'm annoyed this person said something that's upset me. Even though it's in character, and that can happen. And, and there's, this is like you say, you've got to gel. Like when we did our session zero for Homebrew Havoc, I thought that went really well. And yeah. we, everyone seemed to mesh quite well. I think because that was like a, we had a, an informal one as well didn't we mm. beforehand yeah we all gathered together as just players and met up and were like hi which was which is I... all like very nerve-wracking it's like oh the players can meet hi. up well i was like, was like okay hi strange okay. people i don't know hi <laughs> hi strange folks um yeah. hi but that was that was the most awkward thing ever just like hi yeah. i'm ailey nice, nice to, to meet, meet you, you. <laughs> hi and it's like, oh, so you're Shiv. Hi, nice to meet you, Shiv. And yeah. then, uh, oh, that's Tony. Uh, Hi. And then it was just some awkward quiet. And, and then, then we were just, I think eventually- then we started to get comfortable and it sort of came together. By the end of that, all play- all the players meeting, I think we, we were kind of in our sort of comfort zone by the end of it. <laughs> we definitely discovered early on the depths of our depravity. Yes. That's, um, I think that definitely, we kind of hit on a few mm. points and we're like, aha, we're kind of on the same page here. This ah. is going to be good. <laughs> But then this brings me on to my um, next um, point. But go on, sorry. 
No, no, I was just going to say, we, we hit the depravity early and then it just it came naturally it's, in the it, actual It's basically been havoc. a downward spiral ever since. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going further and further into the cesspit yep. right now. So the next point is the mood of the game. So the mood of the game, as I've got here, is another critical piece of information players should know before a game begins. It will heavily influence not only how players play the game, but how they experience the story. So, you know, like you touched on before, you're going on theme. Like, is it a gritty fantasy game? Is it like grim, dark? Is it goofy? Is it kind of be realistic? Are we going to just going to have, is it going to be slapstick? Is people just going to be laughing? You know, and what's the yeah. importance of stuff like role play and combat? Is it going to be more RP based? Is it going to be more combat? How much, you know, of this stuff is involved? And I think that's the sort of thing you've got to get across in session zero. Like, this is going to be mainly RP based, guys. So don't, you know, if you want to get into combat, this may not be the game for you. Because I know some people love the, the Skyrim style hack and slash, I'm going to loot everything in the room type game, which is nothing wrong with that if that's what you like. And there's other people who like the RP, like, and we're going to discuss uh much like hawthorne did tell me about your childhood what happened <laughs> how did it ma- how did it make you feel when yeah. your child left you? yeah exactly and that sort of thing all in the nitty-gritty exactly and you're going you're going <laughs> but, like a deep dive into like well how is your character how is this npc acting like this well let me get into their headspace for a second and i think that sometimes You've got to try and find Why the Why is River such a prick? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to become a theme of this, the first episode of our podcast here. <laughs> this first episode. Why is River a prick? Um, yeah. It's because it's so zeros. fresh in our minds. Yeah. In parentheses, <laughs> why is River such a dick? Um, yeah. But it's it's that sort of thing. I think in Session Zeros, you've got to get across the theme, the mood, and the importance of, of these sorts of things like role, role play or combat. I mean, if you can find a middle ground, that's great because everyone loves a bit of roll some dice and smash some stuff and kill some, you know, uh, bad guys or whatever. Evil badgers. Evil badgers, um, evil stoats, evil voles, whatever's out there. Um, not just evil woodland Llamas. animals. Yeah, llama, Vigo Mortensen, yeah, they, these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also you could just be like, how do I talk myself out of this situation? Or, and things like that. So I think if players are aware of what they're getting into, they don't get disappointed. And I think if you cover that sort of stuff, and then there's also like triggers as well, if there's certain events in the game that could affect players, you need to sort of be like, well, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of, let's just say blood and gore. There might be a few subjects we touch upon that could be quite sensitive to some players. So as long as everyone's okay, everyone's giving it the okay, we should be fine. So the whole thing about mood mm-hmm. is that mood can be partially influenced by the players themselves. So I might bring to you a game, say uh, something like uh, the, the one that I got in the post uh, the other day, Vason, beautiful book. That by looks the way. really cool, go, by the way. That looks it's really awesome. beautiful. Check it out if you if you can go have a look at it. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the agreed. The quality Some is amazing. Fantastic artwork but, as well. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, it's that proper grimdark fantasy type thing going on. The old school gothic illustration type, but that has a certain tone to it. It's all you've got a mythical horror thing going on. If you, you just have to look at the artwork and it's meant to be, you know, scary. It's gonna stuff's gonna jump out at you, stuff's gonna do nasty things to you. Mm-hmm. But then you've got something 
like I see so to me Strixhaven's a little bit more whimsical whimsical magical yeah I'd agree I think it's when when I look at Strixhaven I think um, you see that's I'm not expecting a um I'm not expecting some kind of massive uh mud witch to leap out of the bog at me and rip my face off i'm kind of i'm expecting a magical artifact to do something weird it's a bit more yeah fantasy whimsical it's gonna be that situation but where you're in the, the in the library and something's gonna like there's a mimic in there or something like that the, the book's a mimic yeah. yeah um but then at the same time there is a even in those horror settings you can people can still find ways to make stuff funny Hmm. like in one of my games they're currently walking through what is essentially an old it's it's the site of a massive war and it's still derelict 10 years later and they found what they thought was a person buried under some rubble Mm -hmm. and it's not it's actually a sentient arm (laughs) (laughs) okay now that they've they've tied it to a goddamn you know like a selfie stick type thing they've tied it to a selfie stick and have attached it to someone's armor because it can it can communicate in sign language oh so now we've got so now we've got this kind of grim dark gritty location lots of undeath lots of nasty gory stuff going on and these guys are walking around with a selfie stick hand and making light of it and joking yeah. about it. And it's like, you know what? I'm not even mad because it's funny. It's fun. We all agreed that this was never, even if the theme or the mood of the place was going to be dark, it was never going to be a serious campaign. Yeah, and I think it, it doesn't have to be that, like the players can bring some light to that sort of grim situation. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the mood of the module that you're playing is dark doesn't mean that you can't have fun with it. Doesn't mean that you can't laugh about uh, alchemical files that you create that smell like farts or the one of the other players' obsessions with fruitcake or whatever. You know, yeah. just and I think that has to be because some people go into these horror modules with this expectation that it is going to be serious, but I can't, I couldn't do that. I can't be serious. Horror is my, horror is my favorite genre mm-hmm. in the world ever. I love horror. Yeah. I will absolutely sit and watch horror films all night long, but it's because they make me laugh. Yeah. Because they're so ridiculous. They're so over the top. They're so scary that like, not even scary, just so silly, yeah. silly, scary. And it's like, it just makes me laugh. I can't help but laugh. Yeah. So if I play a horror module, I'm going to, I am going to giggle at that. You know, you're going to describe this grim, dark thing. I'm going to giggle because I can't help it. Well, yeah, so ha- expecting me to play a serious campaign is not, no, just but, don't do it because I have. I think that can happen. You can go in with the best of intentions, but there's going to be things that will make the players laugh. They'll make, it'll crack them and they'll be like, well, we're over that awkwardness of having to try and be serious all the time. So let's just try and have fun with it. And, you know, okay, there may be times where you're shocked that something's happened and maybe one of the characters is is badly wounded or something. But at the same time, like you said, you've just discovered a sentient hand, you've tied it to a stick, and you're on your way. 
and now that's a thing. <laughs> and it, it's, it's comical. It really, it's comical. It's bizarre it's, and comical. It really is a thing. It's it's ridiculous. It really is a thing now, though, because it even has a name. So it's all like the, the hand has a name. It's great. But what bugged what bugs me is when you go in, and everybody's got such different expectations. Mm. Yes, the mood is this, but you've got the super serious person who plays it as the the grim dark module as grim dark, but then you've got the the light hearted person who. Yeah, it's grimdark, but they're putting a little bit of fun in there and they get into a fight. I've seen it. I've watched it happen. They get into a fight about it and it's not it's not very nice to sit there and watch these people fight because one of them wants to smile and the other one doesn't, essentially, yeah. to put it like, to really like black and white it. It's... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've, I've had that situation where I've been lighthearted and I've seen another player like roll their eyes a little bit because it's supposed to be like this super dark moment. And it's like, yeah, but come on. We're playing make-believe at the end of the day, guys. Let's just lighten up. I get it's grim dark. I get it's supposed to be gritty. I get it's supposed to be dark, but this bit's tickled me and I'm going to share it. <laughs> so... I'm going to giggle. Yeah, I'm going to... If it's yeah. tickled me, I'm going to giggle. I'm going to, like, chuckle but or I'll that's... make a remark, and it's not to break the immersion, yeah. it's just because it, it just brings a bit more fun to the game. <laughs> it's just that. But that's that's what I meant when I said you have to establish, you know, are you going to mesh? It, what yeah. you, That everybody's expectations are on the same level. Mm. So if you if you can't bond over... The like a shared experience, like playing a TTRPG, because your outlooks on it are completely different. Then you shouldn't force yourself to play yeah. with people that have completely the opposite viewpoint. Yeah, Not everybody is ever going to get on. Not everybody is going to play well together. No. Not everyone is, you know, the same. And I I found that out when I butted heads with this other person. If we'd had a session zero, I think maybe I would have been more prepared for that and would have been more prepared to say, no, yeah. you're not doing it. You would have found out early on, this is, not the, this is not the table for me. Thanks very much yeah. for the chance to play, I, but I'm out. And I can't that's do it. it. Yeah. And there's no, there is absolutely nothing wrong with attending a session zero and deciding afterwards, this isn't for me. There is nothing wrong with that. If you go to a session zero and you have any doubts about the people at your table or the DM, you are perfectly entitled to step back and say, I'm sorry, but I don't think we clicked. Um, I'm going to sit. I'm going to back out. Go yeah. elsewhere. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. There's no shame it, in that at all. You it's, can, it's your time. It's your fun. It's your space to turn around and be like, this is not for me. Thank you very much. It's that's the that's why that's why I keep saying the important thing about session zero is not necessarily the rules or the house rules or whatever because you can always run those down later as well. Oh. You can send them documents saying, "All right, here's the house rules," and then they, they've got something to refer back to. You can review rules as you go along. You know, it's there's nothing to stop you from switching things up as you go along. But once you're at a table with a group of people and you're expected to play, 
if you don't mesh from the start, you're just causing yourself more pain, more trauma than you you need to. Rules and stuff can be gone back over. There are other ways to show them. There are other ways to tell people about them. But you cannot work out how a table is going to gel or how they're going to react to each other unless you get them together. Mm. And that's why my opinion of a session zero is that it should be predominantly about getting to know the people at the table, not necessarily just the rules. Yep, safety tools and stuff, really important. Yeah, definitely. But, But it's the people. Yeah, the people are what makes are the going game. to drive the yeah, game exactly. And I think, yeah. you, like you say, with the rules, you can go well. This session zero is basically to see how everyone gets along, and then you can do a zero point five, where you go right now. I'm going to go over the rules. This is going to be very brief. You've got all the documents. Have a read, but I want to know everyone's. Is everyone happy with each other? Do we get along, and so forth? I think with one of my games, I actually did that. I did a get to know you, where we all sat and we had a chat. We spent couple of hours just talking about ourselves our experiences what we've done mm. just having a, a chat and a little drink over discord or whatever yeah and then we did a session zero later or a 0.5 or whatever you want to call it mm. and the the main reason for doing it like that was because we wanted to you know complete strangers make sure this is definitely what we want first but I suppose if you're doing it in person, you might not necessarily have all the time to do that kind of thing. So squishing it all into one session zero is the only way to do it. Yeah. And I think that's where the online game thing helps a lot with these sorts of things because you're able to have more than a couple of times of meeting meeting people you you don't know, let's face it. You, you don't know sometimes when you're joining a game. I don't know these people. Unless you know them, it's fine. and you, Okay. But you're meeting strangers to start a game for however long. So where the online thing I think is, is, and we'll touch on this in another episode, so stay tuned, um, mm-hmm. of about like what's better TTA if you're in virtual tabletops or in-game persons. So, but yeah. But on to the next point, building characters. Now in Session Zero, do you cover, do you build your characters together or do you, ask your players to bring the character to you for the session zero. I actually did neither. Oh, mm-hmm. tell us more. I, right. So for my session zero, I told my players, don't worry about finalizing your character. Okay. Because you can get some ideas during the session zero But during the session zero, the only thing about characters that we talked about was do any of your characters have anything in their pasts that might be traumatic or triggering for any of the players? Good point to cover. That you you are aware of. Yep, very good point to cover. That you know. Um, I also told them you do not have to reveal anything about your character to any of the other players if you do not want to because you can make it a surprise because when we started the game these were all supposed to be strangers 
complete strangers had never met before. And we all agreed that, yes, we don't want to know anything. We want this to be a big surprise and we can learn more about each other as time goes on. Okay. Because it's, you know, if so they had nothing when they came to the table and they built nothing at the table. (laughs) After session zero, there would be some backwards and forwards and people would sort of send messages. Do you think this is all right with this what's happening? All we basically said at the table was, I'm thinking of playing this class. The class was the only thing that people said, I'm thinking about this. Yeah, so then you don't get a class of the whole group of wizards, for example. (laughs) Yeah, like don't end up with five wizards. So everybody said, I'm thinking of playing this or this. So kind of had this idea, I'd say, I don't mind having two of something at a table at all. Yeah. But five of them would be a bit much. Yeah. So it's gonna be a short campaign if you have five wizards. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna die in the first yeah. Every, uh, first Everyone instant. casts fireball, everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah. So we we basically just went, okay, I'm thinking of playing this. Um and then they all went away, they created their characters, and they chatted in I set up a Discord chat room for them. They chatted in there and said, oh, well, yeah, yeah, definitely going to go with Bard now. Or, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with Rogue. It's it's going to be, I'm thinking of playing them like this. But we didn't do any of that in Session Zero because there's a lot of pressure, I think, to put on someone, don't, to, you know, come to the table with your character idea developed. Mm. Mm, no. And I also know that some people at a session zero, they might be sitting there and they might think, I actually, I, I don't really know what I want to do with my character yet. I, I'm i not sure. Yeah. They might not have any idea until after the session zero. They might be a reactive player. So they might go, okay, well, they're going to make this and they're going to make this and they're going to make this. So we're really lacking in this. So I'll play this. Yeah. Which is perfectly valid. There is nothing wrong with waiting to see what everybody else is playing. Yeah. And then deciding. Definitely. It, there's nothing wrong with it at all. And so I don't think it's necessarily fair to have them all build their characters in front of each other. Now, this is interesting. I personally find it embarrassing. No, yeah, th- that is true because I've on two occasions that's happened to me where the DM's gone, we're going to make our characters today. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I ended up playing a paladin, which I was like, I was like, I don't know what I'm like much you said. I was in a nervous and sort of, sort of space, uh, headspace. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to play. I'll just be a paladin. That's fine. That works. Never played a paladin before. And I was just like, I chose paladin because one was, who was it? One was a druid. One was a rogue. And I was just like, uh, paladin. That'll do. I didn't, I was just, it felt like I was, I was kind of not pushed into it, but I panicked. I was just like, and then it was, we had to roll stats there and then, and it wasn't the four d six as usual. It's the six. I think the DM wanted six d six for some strange reason. Drop the lowest. Not sure. Can't remember. Oh. Yeah, six d six. Drop the lowest. Six d six and drop. I think Wait, that was it. What? If I remember, that's is that drop the lowest three? Or? No, no, just drop the lowest score. You... Drop the lowest dice roll from your six d six. But that, that's but that could give you if you rolled five sixes that gives you yeah. 
because it was a very high powered campaign. You know, you're supposed to be really powerful uh, characters in this campaign. So I was like, oh. all right, okay, but yeah. So that's how it worked out. Um, and that was a, it was a um, paladin. But I, I didn't want to be a paladin. <laughs> Later on, I was like, I don't like being a paladin. It's too terrible. No, There's too much. To I do. actually don't want to do this now. I'm, I'm comfortable enough. I could probably pull off a planet, paladin. I could probably play one, no problem, because I'm a bit more experienced player, and I kind of know what they do. Back then, this is like when I first started playing again. I was like, I don't really know what a paladin, how to play a paladin. I haven't got a clue, and I'm like, I'm missing how to smite stuff. I was just basically playing a cleric because I was like, I'll lay on hands. <laughs> There you go. Have some healing. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, heal you. Yeah, heal you. Have some lamb And that's what I was doing. I should have been a cleric. And even Homebrew Havoc, spoiler, Hawthorne was not going to be a cleric to begin with. He was going to be a fighter. <gasps> yeah, he was going to be a fighter. And then I changed my mind. And I was like, <gasps> I was going to be, I found a Homebrew, uh, It was. it's called a Rune Knight fighter. It was not like the a normal rune knight fight it was a different version of it where you, over time you yeah. built your own magical sword as time went as you progressed up the levels yeah. so it was really cool and i might come back to it at some point down the line but i was just like looking at it going yeah yeah he's gonna be a fighter and then i was like no no i don't want to be a fighter i want to be a cleric i've always i want to play a cleric i like the cleric i'm going to be a cleric and i remember <laughs> dming paul back and forth and just going yeah i've changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> and that you're free to do that before you start playing. I feel that, that yeah. you're able to do that before, you know, we anything was set in stone That's... and before you get to the first session, I think if you don't want to be that character or that player, that class, then you'll you change it. See, I also find I don't, I don't mind rolling my dice in front of people. Like, oh, look, there's my mm. stat rolls. I don't mind doing that bit, you know, any excuse for some clacky math rocks. But if someone says, oh, what do you want to be? I don't know. Um, what, yeah. what, I've only just found out what kind of setting we're playing. You know, what if it's a brand new rule set? I don't know what I want to play in a brand new rule set. I want to go away and think about well, it. Exactly. If it's not a brand new, yeah. if it's not a brand new rule set, I might already have an idea and I I don't need to waste my time doing it at the table. I'll just, you know, my time could be better spent talking to someone else, helping them doing, doing their stuff. Like, Putting yeah. their stuff onto D and D Beyond, Chef and Cal. <laughs> yeah, thank you very, thank you very much. Hi, Ailey, yeah. I found this. This is not on D and D Beyond. Can you I help found me? This. <laughs> Can you put it on D and D Beyond for me? For me? So, yeah. So, like, I I do not enjoy making characters at session zero. I don't at all mm. because I do. Sometimes I have an idea in my head and I'm like, yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm going with that. That's it. That's final. I know Definitely. what I'm doing. But sometimes yeah. I don't know right up until the last minute. We're playing an Eberron campaign on Tuesdays and I wasn't 100% certain of what I was going to play right up until the week before. Wow, okay. We had a We had a minor session zero type thing where I brought a character that I thought I might play and I just, I wasn't sure right up until that day. Like, mm, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm, but mm, no, I'm not. Oh, but maybe I'll, oh, yeah. And it was one of those, I just didn't know what I wanted to play. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I think in part that was 
I was still reeling a little bit from a bad experience. So I was quite uncomfortable, nervous about putting pen to paper and actually saying, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, this is what I'm comfortable with. So I actually prefer during Session Zeroes not to character create, but I do encourage my players to collaborate with each other and to talk with each other. Mm. So what I'll do is I'll, in between sessions or whatever, I'll ask them uh, questions about, you know, mundane things. What's your character's favourite colour? What colour underpants do they like wearing? If you had to choose between strawberry jam donut or a chocolate custard donut, which one would they pick? Mm. And silly things like that. Just getting them to answer these questions so you can kind of get an idea about the character. And then they can talk to each other about their character's between sessions as well there's no pressure then you're not on the spot dm going what do you want to play yeah that's quite nerve-wracking that's that's, i think that's the thing that happened to me as i said before it was like what do you want to be and it was over discord and it wasn't like cameras it was all just audio so it was like uh paladin i suppose Um, and yeah it, it didn't work out and that character died that's a story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> that character died. Yeah. It didn't work out and they died. died. And that's a but story for another day. Died. We'll cover that another day. But, well, with Homebrew Havoc, we didn't really cover much about building the characters during our session zero. Um, we. No, it was more like. We kind of. The homebrew setting, the homebrew rules, I think. And then it was just like, right, you guys get together and see how you get on. Yeah. And it was just, I think we briefly went, oh, we're, I'm going to play a bard. Mm. I hope I hope you're not expecting me to sing. It's not going to happen. It's not, um, yeah, I'm not that kind of bard. She is that kind of bard, though. That's mm. a crazy thing. I just don't. Um, I, I sat there thinking, why am I picking bard? <laughs> why? Why am I doing this to myself? Oh, yeah. It's because it's Kiva. Mm. Um, and she is a bard. She can't be anything but a bard. But um, because we didn't have to build our characters there, I felt like we could. We spent a bit more time outside of it, talking with with Paul and with each other, and working it out outside of the session zero. If you're just doing it in session zero, it feels like you've got to crunch a whole lot into a small amount of time yeah and there has to be an and that end doesn't result. really work for me yeah there has to be an end result yeah like, i've come out of this and i'm going to play a x whatever yeah yeah and that can be and that doesn't that doesn't work no agree with that in a session zero i think character creation should be very limited in a session zero if you're gonna do something yes roll some stats yes i think that's probably go through some general ideas i think that's probably the only thing i would probably say if i was doing it was to say well roll stats but you go away with the stats you've got and, and just come up with a character and we'll figure it out from there i i don't like the idea of it being so final at a session zero no. because my experience is that inevitably you'll start playing a character and you'll think I don't quite like this. Mm-hmm. Especially if you feel like you've been sort of strong-armed into playing, like you like you and your paladin. Yeah. And that, that kind of pressure, I don't think it's fair to put it on people, especially if it's a bunch of strangers that you've not played with before. It's not fair to put them in a stressful situation. No. So 
yeah, go through the rules, go through what's available, go through your safety tools. I'm pretty certain we're going to end up doing a podcast session on safety tools. I think we'll cover that subject, point, yeah. Because that's, yeah. But for me, the session zero should be equally as fun as it is getting in the nitty gritty. Yeah. And putting the pressure on people of creating a character right then, this session, right now. No, I don't think that works no. personally. That's fair. I think that's fair. Of course, it might it might work. It might work for some people, but for it doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't it depends. I, I don't like that yeah, kind of pressure. It's got to depend on the people you've got at the table, the DM, and if everyone's in agreement. If everyone's happy to do it there and they've got some ideas they want to come up with and they're quite happy to produce a character then 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 so be it. But every table is different. Not every table is the same. And you're more than happy to not do that. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. So overall, Session Zero, I, I, I think we've just rambled a lot of crap about Session Zero, don't you? Oh, I think we've covered <laughs> some good ground there. I think that's been really good. <laughs> I think we've established but, what people want, what a Session Zero is, established what some people might want in a Session Zero, and in our own experiences at a Session Zero. So I think it's been very informative. I think from this, mm-hmm. Session Zero, I think is a good thing to have, especially if you're strangers. I think it's a good place to go over setting and law and mood and bits and pieces to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yep. But I also think you should be sending things out to your players in advance. So they come To prepare prepared. them yep, for that stuff. Definitely. And I think that your emphasis throughout the session should be on each other. You're getting on, figuring out if you're going to mesh as a group because it's there's no point in running through all the rules and all of the law no. if you don't get on with each other, if you don't find it fun playing yeah. with the, with the, the playing the game with each other. Definitely. It's, there's no point. It's a collaborative so, game, so you have to get on with everybody for it to work and want everybody to keep coming back. And, yeah, yeah. I think that's the essential part of a session zero is everybody gets along and we all have fun together. Yeah. It's that's the most important thing. Even if you end up just having a a session where you're all having fun and having a laugh and you don't actually go through any of the rules or anything. Nope. That's fine. Yep. You can catch those up another time. You can do a session 0.5. Exactly. What's What's most important is that you guys mesh, Indeed. that you have fun together. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's what I think session zeros. Yep. And need to focus on. Yeah, and no, I think that's that is it, and that has been our first episode of two kobolds in a trench coat. We're gonna put the trench coat back on. We're gonna get out into the big wide world, and you will hear from us again soon. I have been. Do you get gone? Do you get the sleeves? Do you get the sleeves, or do I? Well, this is we're gonna have to coin toss this. We'll have to figure out. All right, all right, all right. We'll figure that out. Outside of the Cobalt Cave Studios, who gets to be? T- <laughs> who gets to have the sleeves? Who doesn't? And we'll see from there. Yeah. But uh, this right. week, I've been Shiv, and you'll find me everywhere at IOShiv on Twitters and other social medias. And I have been Ailey. You can find me at Illyria Payne on Twitter, Instagram, Behance, which is a new one. Ooh. And, yeah, 
it's I only just joined it. It's strange, but never mind. Yeah, you'll find me on the internet at Illyria Payne. Check for a spelling because it is awkward. Sorry. <laughs> and we will see you soon. So thanks you thank you for listening. And see you next time. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.